Hello everyone, this is Jasmine Robinson. So if you would like to go to John 8 with me, uh, favorite book in the Bible, the book of John. I love John, can't wait to meet him, love his perspective. Um, I don't know, I feel like John is just such a key book and it really just shows how Jesus lived on the earth, his relationship to the Father, what we should have with the Father, and it's just very descriptive and a very good perspective of that. So, uh, John 8, verse 1, I believe, or 2. Now early, no, this is verse 1. Okay, whatever. Now early in the morning, he came again into the temple. All the people came to him. He sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. So they like drama. Clearly, they bring this woman. She was probably naked because she was caught in the act. Uh, Anyway, they bring her to the temple, which, again, they just wanted to make this big show and try to trap Jesus. But he had other plans. The woman... Uh, like I said, probably naked, unpresentable, clearly, uh, didn't matter. Now Moses in the law, this is what the Pharisees are saying, commanded us that such should be stoned, but what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger, as though he did not hear, because clearly he heard. Uh, so when they continued asking him, He raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. So the Pharisees thought they were, you know, trapping Jesus, but Jesus turned it all around and was basically pulling their pants down. Um, Let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down, wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one beginning with the oldest and even to the last. Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. So just pause really quick. That word conscience is, uh, in this passage, it's the first time that that word is is actually used and brought into the Bible. So that's very interesting. Uh, Verse 10, when Jesus had raised himself up, saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So, like I said, this scripture passage, this, this uh, story is probably one of my favorite because so many people in the religious world, even to this day, always want to just throw people away, write them off, you're not good enough, try to measure them up to the law. But Jesus came to fulfill the law, do away with the law, and bring in, uh, you know, being born again, knowing the Father, not just doing this to get this, um, and actually having a true relationship with the Father, not just this weird, distant, God is, you know, far away, he gave us these stones, now we have to obey. Um, So it's just a very good story and not just a story, but, you know, real life realities that we now can live knowing that we don't have to live a condemned life. We can live one with God, one with the Father through Jesus Christ, and then also empowered by the grace and the ability to live 
according to how he wants us to live. It's not this thing where we have to try and and like stress about it. Like once you're born again, like you're a new person, you're a new creation. The old has died. So therefore now this new life has come to where you can walk into it with ease by the grace of God. But let me go back. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So I love how, again, religious people, they like drama. They, the Pharisees were trying to, you know, stir up this big thing and make it something that it really wasn't. And Jesus was so loving and just real. Hey, where are your accusers? I'm not going to condemn you. Uh, go and sin no more. Live a life of freedom. Live a life according to how you were intended to be. And so, you know, I guess transitioning uh reading this i really felt a lot of people sometimes get bombarded by religion or people that may you know have the right intention but unfortunately again religious people that really just you know you're you're a throwaway like forget it you've messed up it's over like there's no hope uh but that's not the case at all um i think once you are truly repentant your heart is turned, uh, you know, in a 160, 180, sorry. Um, and you're completely like, no, like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to live this kind of life. And you you have the truth that comes to you. Uh, Isaiah 61, arise and shine for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And I really believe that that scripture is talking about truth, revelation, knowledge, like arise, stand up. You don't have to stoop in the ground. You don't have to, you know, scrounge around anymore like you're not a sinner you're born again you're a son of god um and you're one with god and so once you get that revelation you walk different you talk different um and i really believe that this passage of scripture verse 11 go and sin no more it was just like hey go sin no more that's not who you are and uh continue on you're you're, you're not a throwaway this isn't a waste your life is not a waste um that's obviously why i'm here uh that was my paraphrase. Um, but no, so basically, you know, the Holy Spirit convicts us of righteousness. And I do want to go to a scripture verse here. Um, I believe it's also in John. John sixteen eight. And when he has come, talking about the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. A lot of people just look at the convict the world of sin part kind of don't really know what the righteousness part means, and then like, okay, and of judgment. Uh, But I really think is key in the scripture is, uh, and of righteousness. So the Holy Spirit convicts when you're not uh, operating or really living from the truth of you are righteous. You are right standing with God when you are born again, when you receive him, when you uh, really have that revelation of who you are. Um, and I think the Holy Spirit comes to do that. So obviously Satan condemns. He, he, he comes with lies that are just on repeat all the time. Uh, you know, you're a nobody. But obviously Romans 8 verse 1 says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Uh, so condemnation, that's we're past that. Uh, but the Holy Spirit does convict. And I think, you know, John 16, 8, it talks about convicting of righteousness. Um I think a lot of people, you know, they live a life and they don't really live it from that knowledge of we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When God looks at us, 
he sees Christ. Um, he sees Jesus. He, there, There's equality there. Um, and I think a lot of people don't want to, you know, address that fact because they think it's like, you know, it, it really does make you have to be responsible for, you know, what you know. Um, and so I think a lot of people are just like, well, righteousness, right living. <laughs> or like, you know, they just say that, but they don't know. Like, honestly, I didn't really know the true meaning of the word righteousness probably up until uh, 19 years old. <laughs> and I grew up in church. So no, no one else's fault but my own. But like, I think sometimes we don't really know what that word means. And that's something that is key to our walk with the Father, our walk in life and like our dominion. Um, so that's what the Holy Spirit does. Religious con- religion condemns, like I said, religion, you know, it, it, it's always condemning. You can know you're in a religious situation or you're being confronted by religion uh, when you are condemned, not convicted to, to change, but condemned to stay the way you are and like there's no hope for you. Um, but no, Jesus doesn't make a drama about sin. He came to defeat, conquer it, which he did. Uh, he didn't really, he was like, okay, let's let's move on. Um, I think a lot of people focus on sin and like make a lot of things about sin and try to like preach from that sin consciousness, but that is not uh, biblical. That's not what Jesus ever did. He always brought the truth of I'm the way, I'm the truth, you know, I'm the life. Like we, we don't have to talk about the sin in the sense of like making it this big deal and this big drama like you'll never get through. Like I came to defeat it. I came to conquer it so that you you know, can live free and, and, and be firstborn among, you know, many, which was us. Jesus was the firstborn among many. Um, after he died, resurrected, well, died, stole the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and resurrected to new life, and then brought us to see, sit with him at the right hand of the Father because he did what the law could not do. He did what we couldn't do. So thank Jesus for that, honestly. Um, separation from the Father, that's true sin not you know when people are you know it's not going to be like oh you were caught in adultery go to go to hell it's hey you never knew me like I never knew you and uh John 17 3 and this is life eternal that they might know thee the only true God the father and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent uh John 11 11 but if one walks in the night he stumbles because the light is not in him um and this is going to the story of Lazarus now, kind of Lazarus kind of transitioning. And if I'm rambling, bear with me because this is my first podcast. So bear with me. Thank you. Uh, these things he said. And after that, he said to them, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. So again, transition. I love how just as in the other story with the woman caught in adultery, John eight, uh, how he just said, Hey, where are your accusers? I don't know. They're gone. Okay. I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. Next. Um, same with Lazarus. There was he, he was not trying to make a big deal about this whole death of Lazarus because he was the answer. He knew that he was, you know, this was going to be a option, not an option, but a, what's the word? A time to bring glory to the father like hey this is why i'm here like this is just a taste of what i've come to do and he said you know what our friend lazarus he sleeps but i go that 
I can go and wake him up. So I love Jesus for that. Um, again, no drama, just had the purpose, had the task, went to do it. Uh, and again, Jesus didn't play into the drama of the enemy. He didn't see the situation like man did. Uh, Lazarus was just sleeping. And there's another story of the woman or the little girl who passed and Jesus went in the room, Jairus's daughter, I believe. Um, and he just said, you know, she just sleeps. And everyone was like, <laughs> um, and then he asked them to leave. But anyway, <laughs> people gave up on Lazarus after he died. They kind of lost hope. They were kind of discouraged. Mary, Martha, their drama. Oh my gosh, if you would have come earlier. Like, come on, Jesus, what were you thinking? Like, bold. Um, again, they didn't have the revelation of who he truly was at that point, because if you knew who he was, I would not be saying that to him. I'd be like, I'm so sorry. Anyway, so they didn't really know who he was. Um, but obviously, everything that he did was to, again, you know, show the show these people, like, hey, I am the, the Messiah. I am the way. I am the one who's come to bring you life, to deliver you, to transform you. And he showed that in all these different miracles and just different situations. So, uh, you know, a lot of people, again, like sometimes they religion will throw you away, like, oh, you're you're too far gone. You're never too far gone, by the way. Lazarus was, was dead and Jesus rose him from the dead. Um, so if there's things in your life that you think it's too far gone, there's no hope for me. I've done this, you know, and always living in that constant, just, you know, replay on the radio of the enemy lying to you and condemning you, then this is, uh, you know, <laughs> a good time to wake up to the fact that that is no longer uh, really relevant. Uh, Jesus came that you might have life, that you might have it abundantly, not just when you get to heaven, but on this earth to reign, to rule, to have dominion, to walk in complete freedom, and then also bring others into that light and into that truth. And that's really what we need to do. Um, but no, going back to if there's situations, if there's relationships, if it's financial, if it's genuinely a real life like death, like it's never too far gone. Like God will do a work and he will raise anything that you might think is dead. He'll raise it up to new life and it'll be a testimony to not only you, but to everyone that you will influence and, and you know, encounter in your life. So, you know, you're not a throwaway. You're not a lost cause. Uh, you may be wrapped in the tomb clothes, dead, but you're not a lost cause. Um, it's not It's not too late. And so no situation in, is ever too far gone, uh, honestly, for God to, to resurrect, to redeem, to make new. Like, I just want to encourage you guys. I don't know if it's your family members, if it's your bodily health, if there's something in your body, uh, if it's finances, if it's uh, purpose or like, you know, mission, your call, like what you're feeling, like nothing is too far gone. Nothing is too far dead. So be encouraged. John eleven twenty five says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. I'm the life. He who believes in me believes. Simple. Why do we complicate it? He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whosoever Sorry, who and whoever lives and believes, there it is again, in me shall never die. And then he asked, do you believe this? <laughs> I love Jesus. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. 
Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. So that's powerful. I could read that again, and that could be the end of this podcast. Um, but just to conclude, I know it's shorter. Um, again, if I rambled, apologies. But I want to make it clear that so many times people get caught up in this drama. There's no way out. Oh my gosh, she's dead. Oh my gosh, she's dead. Oh my gosh, she's a sinner. Look at her, caught her in the act. Like they, a lot of people have that in life. If it's from other family, if it's from friends, if it's unfortunately from people in the church or even, you know, non-believers, regardless of where it's coming from, that is not the message of Christ. That is not what Jesus ever came to do. He came to bring life. He came to bring hope uh, and really not just hope, but a reality of, hey, by faith, believing in me, knowing that the father is here to do everything that that, you know, he sent me to do that is coming and knowing eternal life and having eternal life. It's not just saying a prayer. It's not just going to church. It's not just, you know, reading your Bible five minutes a day just because you need to read your Bible. No, it's it's having that intimate relationship, knowing that, hey, you've heard me. I know you've heard me, Father. I know that, you know, what you've done through Jesus, the finished work, is now in my life, and you're going to do that through me and greater. Uh, it's this real day-to-day, Holy Spirit, help me wake up at 6 a.m. Holy Spirit, remind me to do this. It's this relationship and and really living in that place of Christ and, and I guess, from there, <laughs> impacting the world, really. But I think if you miss that, simple truth of that hey i'm here that you might know the father um if you miss knowing the father you know you know about him you read your bible you do this you do that but you don't know him if you miss that simple fact and 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 then you know pinning it with believing simply believing that's a big deal Uh, i think a lot of people miss that um (laughs) especially in ministry, you, you meet people and you're like, wow. And then you realize, oh, they don't know the father. And again, I'm still getting to know him even more. I mean, I've been saved since I was little, but like through my life, I've realized it's not just about the outward. It's about knowing him genuinely in your heart, having that secure belief. And then everything else springs from that. Um, so again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, this was just <laughs> episode one. Um, this podcast will not just be about biblical truths and messages. Um, it, it, who knows? Maybe I'll talk about fitness. Maybe I'll talk about cooking. Uh, relationships. Um, that's all I got right now. So I'm excited to do this. Thank you for tuning in. I hope it encouraged you. I hope it brought uh, a new perspective of of really what Christianity is not just you know religion I guess we could say um 
you know, there there is a clear, stark difference between religion and being truly born again and living from that knowledge of being one with the Father, uh, not this separation message where we have to cry out to God and, you know, I, I yeah, anyway. But truly being in line, in uh, relationship and operating from that place, I think it's huge. And I think a lot of people miss that simple little, you know, adjustment i guess they kind of miss it and they then they go up go over to the other things but uh you know i think that's very key so if you're here if you're listening if you know me if you've known me if you don't even know who i am if you are born again born again christian if you're not born again christian great love love that you're here um i want everyone who you know who finds this and it and it clicks and sticks with you tune in, continue to tune in. But if you're here and you don't know the Father, if you don't have that intimate relationship that I kind of discussed in what we read in John 8 and John 11 and and, uh, John 16, 8, if you don't have that, I want to tell you today that you can. And it's not this, you know, complicated thing. It's if you can believe. I mean, he who believes in me, and though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. I don't really know how to explain belief. Um, I just know that nothing can can tell me different, that God is alive. Jesus is alive. He sent his Holy Spirit to come dwell in us, connect us so that we're one. I just, there's no other, I just know. Like, I've never seen Jesus in the flesh. I've never, like, I've experienced his presence. I know he's real. I know it's not just me on that time of the month being emotional. No. Like, it's real, and I've seen miracles. I've seen things that are, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like there's no other way. Um, and so I believe that you can get to that point as well. It's simply just believing and then acting and living from that place of knowing the Father. So if you're here and you want to know the Father, if you want to become one with Him truly, new creation in Christ, all things, all old has passed away. Behold, all has become new. This is for you. I want you to close your eyes and genuinely mean this, not just repeating after Jasmine, just to repeat after her because she said to. I want you to know that after you say this and you believe genuinely confessing, because it starts in the heart, you believe, and then the act, the reaction to that belief is the confession, genuinely. Like, I love my husband. If I didn't genuinely love him, I wouldn't be saying that. Um, That goes with anything. Like if you know something is so true and you believe with your whole heart and you beyond a shadow of a doubt, you're going to say something. If someone said to me, God isn't real, I would say that's absolutely incorrect. (laughs) He is real. He's alive. He loves you. Uh, And when I say God, I mean the father. Like there's tons of gods, quote unquote. Uh, not Allah, not Buddha, not that God, not this God, but God, the Father of Jesus Christ. He's real. He loves you. He sent his only son to die for you so that you can live a life that's fully free and fully filled with life. Like, not just you live life. No, but you live a life that is vibrant. It's it's noticeably different, you know, to, to those that aren't in fellowship with him. And so if you're here, and that's something that resonates with you and you say, I want that. I, I want to have that. 
I, I truly believe that it starts with the belief and it then com- you then you confess. And then from there, you're drawn to the word. You have a desire to know more about him. Um, you know, when you're dating someone and you really are like, man, this is it. You want to get to know that person. You want to, man, just the eurosecrecies. I don't even know if I said that right. The little things that no one else knows, like their birthmarks or like random things that you're just like, whoa, I want to know them. I want to, I want to get to know them even more. And so I believe that's how it is. So if you're here and you're listening to this and it resonates, I want you to close your eyes and say, Father, thank you for sending your son. Thank you for sending your Holy Spirit. I receive life today. I receive the truth into my heart. I confess you are the Lord. You are the way. You are the truth. And you are the Father. I come to you. Forgive me. I thank you today is a new day. All old passed away. All has become new. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer with me and confess that, I want you to um, let me know. As of now, right now it would be going on my Instagram. Uh, J Jasmine Robinson. At sign J Jasmine, J-A-S-M-I-N-E Robinson. Send me a message. Connect with me on there. Um, if you have my number, text me. If you don't have my number, find me on Instagram. We'll connect. Uh, but I, I'm happy I was able to share with you what was on my heart. Again, if I rambled, forgive me. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't care. Um, this is this is the Hello Miss Robinson podcast. So here we are. Here I am. Um, you can always tune off or pause it and listen to it later. But thank you guys. I love you. This is exciting. Um, Yeah. Uh, To all the listeners, even if it's just one, this is for you. I'm excited and I hope it really encouraged you today. Bye.